0: The following is a hoop ball presentation.
1: Hello, hoop ball world, and welcome to another episode of Jared and Jared Super Mac Show. Uh, we discuss fantasy basketball. Through the lens of salary cap leagues, but honestly, most of the salary cap league stuff is for preseason, beginning of season. Now we're getting to the area where we're kind of getting a good feel for how players are doing, how your team's probably already constructed. Um, You're probably already under the cap. So now we can kind of get into some more fun topics, some more freewheeling stuff. Uh, I'm here with my co-host and fan... Of a team from the NL East who has won the World Series. That's the World that is-
0: Series champion, Atlanta Braves. What's up?
1: If I went to Vegas and I put a bet on that division, it would not have been the Braves.
0: That I mean, well, it depends on when you put it. Like, like before the season, like
1: if I had went and been like, oh yeah, oh, the Mets or the Phillies, no one would have you, guessed the Braves.
0: You would have picked the Mets. I, I picked the Braves preseason. I was a little biased. Why not? But. But then again, I mean, when the playoffs started, I was like, all right, if we can win a round, that'd be a great turnout for this team. They haven't played that well, but they're playing well in September. We'll see how they do. And then just round after round after round. Champions, what's up?
1: Well, we're here to talk about fantasy basketball. So baseball talk all Fair. out of the way. New season, new new champ. Let's let's not discuss. And now we're
0: champs. Old champs till, till there's a new one. So uh mm. Can I just
1: mention before we start, we have a game today that the listener already knows what the game is because they've read the title, but you don't. Um don't but we're know. gonna get to that.
0: You, you you make these games up and refuse to tell me. It's like yes, it's like a much less uh, uh lethal squid game where I don't know what's coming next.
1: No, you don't. Red light, green light. Um oh someone dropped Jalen Suggs in my other league. That's not salary cap. Can you believe that? Well. I mean, if you look at the numbers, like, you can not believe it, but, like, just the fact that they, like, bailed so early, like...
0: Yeah, I wouldn't... I mean, even if he wasn't a member of my beloved Orlando Magic, I wouldn't have bailed that early on a guy like that. i picked him them up, though. Good move. Good move, buddy. Thank you.
1: We'll see. We'll see if he starts hemorrhaging points and I start losing matchups. But we're here today to play a game of... Would you rather?
0: Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. Would you rather? Now, right. would
1: you rather is a typical game you play with your friends when you're at a bar and you're kind of tipsy. and you go, would you rather eat a bowl of ketchup or a stick of butter? I would rather eat a stick of butter. but A lot of people say a bowl of ketchup, which just seems weird to me. But this is going to be for fantasy basketball. Would you rather? And
0: think about that now. The, the entire show, I'm going to think about that exact question and then come with an answer at the end. That's a good one, isn't it? It is pretty good. It's no, well, neither one's actually good, but it's a it's a great dilemma to be in, I guess.
1: That is correct. So, the rest of the season, the rest of the season, you have to pick one of these two players. All right. We're going to start off with two guys that we have previously discussed are maybe the most, I guess, overachieving players in the league. No one would have predicted how many points these two guys have put up. Would you rather, for the rest of the year, not 2021, but, you know, the, the basketball right, there, the, right, have Cole Anthony or Miles
0: Bridges? Mm, look, I feel like the, the heart in me wants to say, oh, Cole Anthony, 100%. But, but I also feel like Cole Anthony is on a heater right now, right? He is, he is playing out of his mind. But I feel like Miles Bridges playing at the level he's playing at is more sustainable over the season than Cole Anthony. So for me, for me, and this is not easy for me to say, as a Magic fan who wants to see Cole Anthony ball out like he has been for the rest of time, uh, I have to go with Miles Bridges.
1: I feel like most people would select that. I went with those two guys just because if you look at the list of like the the – the top performing players in fantasy. It is the usual list of names, maybe not in the order you would imagine, but basically the same kind of people you would expect with like two major exceptions, which are miles bridges and Cole Anthony. Mm -hmm. I feel like I picked those two guys out just because I wanted to sort of highlight how good they are doing is Jalen Suggs going to struggle for so long that Cole Anthony becomes Dwayne Wade is Miles Bridges going to become, like, you know, the, like, first-time all-star, like, over Lamella Ball? Like, these are things that no one would have ever thought or said out loud, but the fact that we're discussing them now is, like, boy, fantasy sure feels like all you're doing is you're collecting lottery tickets, and you just hope that one of your lottery tickets just, like, wins. Yeah. And there's, like, nothing you could do about it otherwise. Like, yeah, what, who had the foresight to, to Cole Anthony? I don't know. You know, like, just...
0: Nuts, it's nuts, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, like I said, I hope Cole Anthony sustains this. Um, right now, he's he's pretty high up there, he's in that uh same range as DeAndre ayton OJ, and an OG. I always want to say OJ, but that's not right. That's a different guy we don't want to talk about. OG and OJ Mayo. you talking uh, about OJ yep. Mayo, yep, OJ Mayo. We don't want to talk about him. Fred Van Fleet and John Collins, that's where Cole Anthony kind of is living right now in that territory, which is nowhere near what we expected. But I also feel like at some point in the uh, in the future, hopefully not near future, probably I'm thinking probably once we hit the new calendar year is when you'll see that regression to the mean start to start to really happen.
1: Maybe this is his new mean.
0: Look, I would not be upset with that. That's that's fine with me.
1: So two things. One, we're talking about points leagues. Uh, We want to focus on points leagues. We are not category people. You can obviously find a ton of that on hoopball.com. Hoopball, I think that's a hyphen in the URL. Um, And the second thing is, I just want to be real salty for a minute, if if you please. I remember tweeting very angrily because I do this every year, like clockwork. I angrily tweet at the Knicks, and tell them who they should draft, and they never listen to me, and I'm always right. I said that they should have taken Cole Anthony. I'm sure there's a receipt out there. I told them they should have traded up for LaMelo Ball. I told them that they should have taken Halliburton. Every single time there is like a really great point guard that we seem very averse and allergic to taking, Uh, they never do it, and they take all these other schmucks.
0: Well, to be fair, they had one first-round pick, right?
1: There were a few years in the last several that. they no, no, no. no, two. no, no. We're
0: talking about the 2020 draft. They have one pick. Oh
1: God, I, who can remember? I just package whatever up. Just, just. I, I mean, you can finagle your way through. But if you
0: ball, and- Halliburton, Cole Anthony, what was your first pick going into the draft? What was your first wish? Because you couldn't get all three.
1: I think I ended up tweeting that night that I wanted all of them, and it didn't take any of them. All right, fair enough. Like, I just kept being like, hey, you missed out on this guy. Try this guy next. And they just didn't take him. And, uh, and now we have Kemba Walker, who is regressing to the mean. Boy, oh, boy, he got dropped real hard. Uh, he had two clunkers in a row. But yeah. well, we're not here to talk about Kemba Walker. We're here to talk about the next Would You Rather. Going through the list of the top performing players in points leagues, I was stunned by these two names. Really stunned. Puzzled. Would you rather for the rest of the year have Jonas Valanciunas or DeJounte Murray?
0: That's a that's a tough one. Um
1: because they're right next to each other. I'm looking at our list in our league and they're yeah, literally um, right next to each other.
0: I'm leaning Jonas for the simple purpose that you know, rebounds points. He's a guy that's he's their go to guy in the paint when healthy, like there is uh there's no um there's no concern about uh, Jaron Jackson playing all eighty-two games. There's no concern about Brandon Clark playing wait, Valentin's is still in Memphis, correct?
1: No, he's not. He's in New Orleans. He got traded for Steven Adams. You don't remember this?
0: Okay, here's what just happened in my brain is I put Steven Adams being traded from Memphis to New Orleans and valanchunas being traded wow good job me let's go anyway i'm sticking with my original answer valanchunas i'm taking valanchunas over deontay murray even though i got where valanchunas is wrong by an, playing is wrong even though i got where valanchunas is playing wrong by an entire calendar year do you want he me to edit nuanced. this out no no people no? I, people should see i'm fallible and not perfect So when I get one of these things wrong, they're like, oh, no, Mr. Perfection got it wrong. No, I'm not perfect. Why would anyone want to listen to you if you
1: don't even watch the games and know who's on rosters? Why why is your advice better than anyone else's?
0: Because, because 99.9% of the time, I'm right. Eh. This was definitely that 0.1%.
1: The answer, as hard as it is for me to swallow. It's
0: Jonas Valanciunas.
1: Is Murray, Mm. because Ingram's not playing. Zion hasn't been there. His rebounding and scoring is going to go down. Now, whether or not those two guys can stay healthy and on the court and produce at the levels we're expecting, I really didn't see this DeJounte Murray thing coming. And it seems like there's like a weird glut of guys in the same kind of like role, like Derek White. And uh, it's him and uh, Lonnie Walker. Like there's, there's this weird log jam in San Antonio. I don't even know.
0: See, like, the logjam jam concerns doing. me. The log jam concerns me more than whether Zion or Ingram will take away fantasy points from Valanciunas. Because Valentinus is still gonna be the guy underneath the rim, even when Ingram and, and Zion are healthy and back. He's still gonna be that guy down low. But God, you look at his
1: stats though, like Jesus Christ. Like it doesn't seem like it matters who's on that team.
0: But but my thing with Murray is like Derek White gets hot for a few games. Murray's gonna plummet. Uh, Lonnie hasn't Walker at all this year, right? But we're only two weeks into the season. He's so, up eighteen three weeks points,
1: point. eight rebounds, eight assists, like a ton of steals. Like he's this is the breakout year, and it doesn't seem like anyone's talking about him. And Jonas, yeah. Jonas is like a good old standby. You, you you take him. His salary's like pretty decent for his production. It doesn't seem to matter what team he's on, but. I don't know. Something about that situation in New Orleans right now, it just seems like no one's playing. And he's like one of the only healthy guys who can, like, you know, put up a double double.
0: Yeah. For me, ride that. Ride that. Keep it going. Rest of the season, though? Yeah. Because I don't trust Zion to stay healthy for long stretches. Ingram's 50 50 on whether he can be healthy for the rest of the season. Mm. You know, deep down, I'm right.
1: That's a a tough one. I think the the reason why we do Would You rather is because you really have to think about some of these. Uh, Here's another one for you. Again, I'm looking at the list of like the top 20 to 30 players so far, and these two names are, again, right on top of each other in points leagues. Would you rather for the rest of the season have Christian Wood or Malcolm Brogdon? Two very different players, different positions, different conferences, but they are overperforming and they're right next to each other. Would you rather have Christian Wood or Malcolm Brogdon for the rest of the season.
0: I think I'm leaning towards Brogdon. I think I'm leaning towards Brogdon because the simple simple reason is that uh, Houston has two of the youngest, highest potential guards in the NBA right now, uh, in in Kevin Porter Jr. and uh, and uh, Jalen Green. At some point, those one one or both of those guys is going to breakouts, and that's going to take stuff away from Christian Wood, Malcolm Brogdon. With you know when he came into the team last year, Victor Oladipo was still considered the guy that would like be the guy once he was like fully healthy. He gets traded. Karis LeVert comes in. Maybe he's the he's that number one option. Uh, he could be traded here soon. Uh, T.J. Warren was maybe the guy after the bubble. No, he's not it. Um, uh, so I really feel like for the Pacers, it is two guys. It is Malcolm Brogdon and DeMontis Sabonis. And then everybody else is playing second fiddle at best to those two. Um, so for me, it is Malcolm Brogdon is the answer.
1: As hard as it is for me to agree, I think I would agree. Um, for me, it isn't about the guards in Houston. It's about Shen Goon and, and Tice. Um, Christian Wood wasn't healthy last year. Um, I mean, you sign him thinking he was going to like pair with Harden, and then Harden leaves, and then he ends up being like the only really talented player on that roster who's like not a, quite a veteran, but like he's been around. Like he right, knows right. What he's doing. Um,
0: he's twenty six now, something like
1: that. He's having a great a great year, but it does seem like Malcolm Brogdon is like the the more reliant All Star mm-hmm. caliber guy. And again, there are a ton of like weird circum. Extenuating circumstances around the Pacers like Lavert and Warren and mm-hmm. Duarte and like that whole team is a mess of life. I don't feel
0: like Duarte, Duarte, I feel like is going to be the guy, one of those guys who comes back down to earth. He's off to a ridiculous start. If he, I mean, if we pick the rookie of the year three weeks in, he's unanimous favorite, maybe? No. Uh, I mean, he no. wins. He wins. No. Right now. Yes. No. He, he'd be the winner. Who'd be the winner? Is Evan Mobley? Evan Mobley I wouldn't I would lean Duarte personally
1: like the top Um, three would be like Mobley Duarte Barnes no
0: even even Giddy god no 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 it's it's you're I'll give you Mobley but it's a two-person race if it was to him today there's
1: we'll get to them later
0: yeah we'll get to them later Um, uh
1: I agree I agree that I think Malcolm Brogdon for the rest of the season although he is banged up right now let's click on his name why is he day-to-day in uh, illness. Oh, it's not COVID related. Okay. He probably just has like the flu or something.
0: He or misses cold. a game, maybe two.
1: All right. That's not, not gonna worry about that. Let's get to the next, would you rather? And I hope we get some disagreement over this. I was looking at Harrison Barnes and thinking, what would be a good would you rather based on how he's doing and who's around him? And this player's name caught my eye as a good comparison. Would you rather for the rest of the season have Harrison Barnes Or Zach Levine? Yeah, I got you there, didn't I? (laughs) uh, This
0: is is a tough one. This is actually a really tough one. I
1: was struggling to find a good one for him, but I think I found the right name.
0: Because you think, boy,
1: it's got to be Levine, and then you start digging into the numbers and you start going, is it though?
0: Um, I've only watched three Bulls games to this point. But to me, from what I've seen, it looks like DeRozan is the guy who wants the ball the most, who wants to take the shots the most, Uh that almost almost de facto makes Zach Levine the second option in a way on what was his team a year ago. None of these other three big guys were there a year ago. Booch was traded uh, at the traded line in February from the Magic. Uh And then both Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan were acquired in free agency uh, over over the summer. Um, and so it's kind of strange to me that somebody who's having the scoring prowess that, uh, Zach Levine was having is now second, maybe third fiddle some nights. Maybe if, if you have a game where you have a, you know, a weak center you're playing against, you can just throw to Vooch down low all night, um, against some of these guys. So that's the Zach Levine thing of it. Harrison Barnes has always been a roller coaster. Um, he's, he's gone from, I mean, you know, he was, he was actually a, people forget he was not a, uh, spare parts on the first Warriors championship team. Um, he was, he was a pretty big part and correct me if I'm wrong. He was still on that 73 and nine team and was part of the, was actually moved to make room for Kevin Durant, um, that following, uh, 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 off after that team. I'm frantically um, Googling him right now. I believe that's correct. Um, 2016 Dallas Mavericks. He was on the Dallas Mavericks 2016? 2016. Oh, no, no. So 2016 was, that was the summer when the Cavaliers won. So 2016, he would have still, that was a 15-16. He was still open of the Warriors then. Yeah. He uh, was
1: on the Warriors for like the, yeah, the first, yeah.
0: Yeah. So he, he was there for the first championship for the record setting team, the 73 and nine that then uh, fell in seven to the Cavaliers. Um, people forget Harrison Barnes when he plays at his, at his peak is a really good NBA player. We just haven't seen that as much as we'd like to, um, the Sacramento Kings as well. Uh, there's not a lot on this team that, that would make me think, okay, well, you know, all this whole list of guys are going to take over Halliburton's playing well. Rashawn Holmes is playing well, but he's in a different position altogether from from um, Harrison Barnes. De'Aaron Fox has struggled. Buddy Hield has struggled. Donovan Mitchell has struggled. Those are all
1: Donovan three Mitchell.
0: guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Davion Mitchell, but he's a Mitchell. That, yeah, he's it's a, like a
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. You see, you see Mitchell, I just my brain automatically goes Donovan Mitchell. My bad. Mine too. Uh, um, so all the none of these guys are really standing out. Maybe you could make the argument for Holmes right now, Halliburton to some extent, but for me, Harrison Barnes is the guy I would rather have for the rest of the season than Zach Levine because I don't know how those how that big four, as it were, in Chicago is going to gel and look towards as the season goes along because they're 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 new together. I mean, none of them had actually played together before this season aside from a little bit of uh, like a handful of games that Vooch and and Levine played in last season after the trade deadline.
1: Yeah. I really tried to make this a trap to make you say Barnes. I'm kind of surprised you're actually just full on going with him because no one in the right minds would have ever guessed in any season. Once Levine left Minnesota, that like Barnes would be a better fantasy asset than Zach Levine. Here's what I'll say. Zach Levine, I think, is a little disappointing this year based on where he was last year and what people thought he would continue to be. Fair. No one in the right minds would have expected Harrison Barnes to blow up and be incredible. Every single season, he's always in salary a guy that you're like, boy, he's, he's really good. He's really solid. He puts up good numbers. But, like, he's a little too expensive for me to pick up. But then you have an injury and you say to yourself, well, I could afford Harrison Barnes, so I'll ride him for a few days or a few weeks. But then you end up dropping him because the guy comes back from IR. He's always been that guy. He's like close enough to be rosterable, but not the whole year. The f- what he's doing this year is unbelievable. I have to imagine that Heald and Fox come back to reality. I have to imagine that Barnes, maybe he can't keep this up. I was so inclined to say Zach Levine, but that's a really tough one.
0: I, man, no, I'm still I'm going I'm 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 to th- tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be completely honest with everybody listening as well. I uh, I started off my argument, say thinking, "Oh, this is Harrison Barnes," and as I went on through the argument, I wavered in my own brain back and forth multiple times before saying, "You know what? Go with the guy that your gut said. Stick with him."
1: I have to imagine Harrison Barnes falls back to Earth and Zach Levine kind of stays at his current level. 100 good. That,
0: still good. That can happen. But... That can happen, but but you're telling me one or the other right now. I'm picking I'm picking Harrison Barnes.
1: Nah, I, I gotta go. Sometimes you gotta ride with the with the horse you rode in on. You gotta go with the, the girl you brought to the dance, and, and Zach Levine is probably a guy who was drafted way well above Harrison Barnes, who's probably like not drafted in salary leagues. Uh cause Zach Levine makes like 19 million or something, which is insane. He's still putting up basically the same kind of ish numbers that he did last year. But that's a, that's a, that was a good one. That one I threw together last minute because a lot of these other ones were more, these would you rathers made more sense. And that one was more of like a, hmm, that's interesting. Harrison Barnes is doing better than Zach Levine so far. Um, here's the next one for you. All right. Speak of the devil. Would you rather for the rest of the season have Rashawn Holmes, who we've briefly discussed, or Montrezl Harrell?
0: Two so I'm men? gonna so what I'm gonna start doing because I'm realizing this, and then we're gonna kind of reason it out. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna tell people what my gut is at first. My like, right, gut instincts. Gut? <laughs> my gut instinct is Rashawn Holmes. That is the correct um, answer. That is the um, correct answer. Yeah. <sighs> the reason why is if we just evaluate player versus player, just not thinking about fantasy about I'm building a team, who would I rather have on it? I'm gonna take Mantra as Harold if we're doing it that way. But, no, no, player versus player, not situation versus situation. Situation versus situation, Rashawn Holmes has the much better situation, whereas yes, Montrose Harrell is only a slightly, slightly better player, in my opinion, than, than uh, Rashawn Holmes. Harrell's also going to be uh, struggling for playing time here very soon, once Thomas Bryant comes back, once Daniel Gafford uh, learns is to play properly. And play um, properly. And and
1: free um, Hachimura. It's also kind of like,
0: yeah, Rui Hetchamar as well. Some
1: power forward, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. So for me, again, I think, and, and and your face said, I you think I'm wrong. I think, in my opinion, that Montrezl Harrell is is if he is a if we're making him an eight on the player scale, Rashawn Holmes is a seven point nine 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 nine. It's it's so close. It's so close. But Rashawn Holmes has a much better situation. He's going to get more playing time. He's going to have more opportunity. So for fantasy purposes, uh, it's Rashawn Holmes. And I don't think it's really when you reason it out that much of a an argument.
1: So right now, in a points league, Montrezl Harrell is doing slightly better than Rashawn Holmes on average. Um, Montrez Harrell was sixth man of the year winner or, or runner up recently? I believe he won. Okay, I think, yeah, he did win. He was really great on the Clippers. Oh my God, this guy's so cheap in salary cap. He's got to pick him up. Oh my God, I got to draft him. And then he went to the Lakers, and I drafted him stupidly, thinking he would be the same kind of player, and he wasn't. Um, and then he's just broken out in Washington um, in a way that like really kind of blows my mind. I remember reading a lot of rankings and and for points leagues, and and people were like really high on Montrez Harrell, and I was like, really? Like based on what he did last year? Again, who would have seen this coming? But. Rashawn Holmes is the best-kept secret in the NBA. Rashawn Holmes mm-hmm. is incredibly underrated and undervalued. He's insanely good. I don't know if you know this, but the Aaron Bruski, the creator of football, used to be, like, a, I think a Sacramento Kings beat reporter, and he's, like, a huge Sacramento Kings fan and had been pounding the drum ever since he went from Philadelphia to Sacramento being, like, Rashawn Holmes is, like, the next coming. Like, watch out for this guy. And everyone who who reads and listens to hoop ball stuff has been on the bandwagon um he's having like the breakout year this year he's incredible and the only reason you don't talk about him or hear about him is because he plays for sacramento and sacramento's not good and he's right now probably the best player like playing right now in sacramento um other than harrison barnes which again i i just can't see that staying the case Yeah, Rashawn Holmes, rest of the season, just straight up. Like, you know, Washington, there's going to be a lot more guys coming back. And um, I don't know if, I mean, Harrell will probably crush it. He'll kill it being six man, but the upside for Rashawn Holmes. I mean, they're close, but yeah, Rashawn Holmes, rest of the season. Yeah. All right. This is a three way, would you rather? Amen. Oh, boy. Would you rather for the rest of the season have the following three names who are back-to-back-to-back on this list I'm looking at in points leagues? They're all right next to each other. They're all more or less the same salary, and they're more or less kind of first-two-round kind of players, like some of the best players in the league. Would you rather for the rest of the season have Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, or Bradley Beal? Yeah, you're thinking about that because you own one of those players. I, I drafted one of the other player. And at some point, two out of the three of them have been dropped. <sighs> I know, like, underwhelming all three of those guys. So the fact that they're all next to each other kind of speaks volumes. Like, C.J. McCollum's doing better than all of them. Jared for, for Allen's those, for, doing better than all of them.
0: For those, for did you call them? Did you call it Harrods? Do you say Harrods, Allen? No, Jarrett Allen. Oh, I heard Harrods, and I'm like, what? You're losing um, your mind. I know, I know. I picked Harrison Barnes.
1: All of the alcohol um, you consumed during the Braves World Series win has just completely... Yeah. Ruined.
0: It was a little bit. Oh, what um, Jonas on? <laughs> shut up. The Bars. Um, uh Shut up. So for those who aren't... Uh, uh, looking at a points league and seeing how close these guys are points wise, let me just read it off for you by their average points, fancy points per game. And obviously your scoring may be different than ours, but in our league, this is what it comes out to Jason Tatum, 27.8, both Donovan Mitchell and Bradley Beal, 27.7. Those three guys are uh, basically as fancy goes almost identical. Um, So here is what I am going to say. I'm going to go with the guy who's actually on my team. Yeah. Jason Tatum. You would. Jalen Brown has been up and down already this season. Yeah. I think that that benefits Jason Tatum. Bradley Beal. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe this has changed in the past couple of weeks. I've been too occupied with the world series to notice. Bradley Beal still unvaccinated. Correct. Yep. So you're going to have multiple games where, as of right now, he doesn't get to play. Um, Donovan Mitchell, he's been up and down, at least from what I've seen this year. Also has been out the last couple of games. I'm not sure what the injury is.
1: It's a, um, I'm reading it, he's questionable. I don't think it's going to be that
0: big of a deal. But yeah, he yeah. started
1: the season slow and then has ramped it up.
0: He has ramped it up. Um, but all that being said, for me, out of those three guys, um, just because I feel like he is becoming the best player on his team and the number two guy is not reliable right now, just because he's not playing well, it's Jason Tatum for me.
1: Yeah, I hate to agree with you, but I think that's the case. And I, I it's interesting, like based on the league you play in, whether it's categories or points or hopefully you're playing in salary cap leagues, which is why you're listening. Um, these three guys are going to be all over the place in terms of where they could have been drafted. But I would imagine that Jason Tatum, because he's probably making the least amount of money was drafted much higher. And you're probably looking at those three guys if they're on your team being like, oh, they're not quite getting to where I need them to be or where I thought they would be. But yeah, rest of the season. Yeah, I, I think it's Tatum probably followed closely by Mitchell and then. The Bradley Beal thing. Yeah. I I drafted him thinking I have a lot of money. He's probably the best guy left on the board. And then, uh, real quickly, I was like, you know what? I'd rather just use his salary for a bunch of other parts. Like, I think I ended up adding Anthony Davis and some other guy um, based on the recommendation of guest Matt Lawson. Shout outs to him. Um, All right. Next, would you rather? Two young guards. Drafted quite high in our league. Right next to each other on the list. Would you rather for the rest of the season have Anthony Edwards or Shea Gilgis-Alexander?
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's dive into mm. these numbers real quick before I start. I will say – a definitive answer.
1: Shea, arguably a top five pick in salary cap leagues this year. And Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards is probably like a second rounder. So the fact that Anthony Edwards has been slightly outperforming Shay is a bit of an eye opener. Both of those guys yeah. are like the first two rounds like automatically. Like they're just – they're too good and they're too young and, they're, and they don't make any money, so you take them. But you, you'd think based on like Oklahoma City not winning any games, they're just playing all their young dudes, like, yeah, Shay, here's the keys to the car. And then Josh Giddy goes, I'll take those keys.
0: Well, here's here's the thing for me. We're talking about the rest of the season.
1: The rest of the season. That is crazy. the
0: rest of the season. I feel like right now Minnesota is actually playing well enough where they could challenge for a playoff spot. Right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves pulling up the standings just to give the exact record. Don't even it's shape too early your head for at standings. They're you. not making the playoffs. I see Come you on. doing that. I don't uh, play right defense
1: another... and D'Lo. I think the reason I would pick Shays because because of D'Lo and. Just the fact that Minnesota is Minnesota.
0: That's fair. That's fair. But eventually, your team stops being your team. Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past season. They stopped being terrible and actually won the Super Bowl. Um,
1: shout mm, that's out to not the Tampa case for everyone. Look at the Detroit Lions. I just like that's, I understand the that Shea. Too. What's up, Detroit? Shea could get hurt, and they could just like rest him for the last two months so that's of the season. Exactly,
0: my concern is is last season, right? Last season, they shut him down for the last two months of the season, let all these uh, guys we had never heard of, half of them, uh, just start running around and, and putting up points and fooling us into thinking they were going to be fantasy, uh, prime fantasy candidates for 2021-22. Diamonds in the world. um Yeah, and some of them turned out to just not be the diamonds we thought they were. So for me, it's Anthony Edwards, because unless he suffers a catastrophic injury, he's going to play every game for the rest of the season. If Shea suffers a sprained ankle that would keep him out two weeks and it's March, okay, see you, mate, shut him down. Yeah. So for me, just because of that, and, 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 and here's the thing. Their stats are very similar. Their contracts aren't that different right now. If you were just going, if you knew, if you knew 100% they were going to play every game the rest of the season, I don't see a fault with picking either one. However, knowing what we know about OKC and the way they will run their team if he has you know the smallest injury February March that could be it for the season just so these other guys play and to keep him from having a catastrophic injury Minnesota won't do that with Anthony Edwards as long as he's ready to go he will play because of that team philosophy thing of, of you know whatever yeah there are there are concerns about uh, D-Lo, obviously. Anytime D-Lo's on your team, you should be concerned. But, but Anthony Edwards is my pick.
1: Yeah, but like d hasn't really like been there and, and done anything yet and Malik Beasley's off to a bad start. Like I, there's something, that not even my gut, just something about my heart and my brain were just like, no, it's got to be Shea. Like Shea, it's just like that's but I think the more you were discussing the more I was like slowly being convinced. That's, that's a tough one. Um, All right, let's get to the next would you rather. Would you rather for the rest of the season take rookie Scotty Barnes or rookie Evan Mobley? And before you start thinking about that one, I just want to let you know that they are very comparable in price, very comparable in numbers. I think they guarded each other last night when they played or two nights ago based on when you're listening to this. Could be days ago when you're listening to this.
0: Could be months ago. They were drafted right next to each other. March. They're
1: they're quite the quite the comparison piece. Would you rather have Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes the rest of the year?
0: If you told me that Scotty Barnes was, was going to average seventeen point six as a rookie, seventeen point six actual points, I would have said, "No, you're wrong. Get out of here. Please stop drinking." Um, but that's where we are. About three weeks in the season, he's averaging seventeen point six. He's averaging. 8.9 rebounds and 2.3 assists per game. Um, Scotty Barnes has surprised me more than Evan Mobley has because I expected Evan Mobley just as long as he got the minutes to be able to do something with them. Um, I didn't know what we were going to get out of Scotty Barnes, who uh, who I basically had, you know... Uh, I had already like thought at least that he was going to be a part of the Orlando magic. Cause that's where he was going to go in every single draft thing. So I watched tons of stuff on him at Florida state. And I was like, all right, here we go. Not a, not going to score many points, but he can play defense. Let's go. This is fine. Another defender. We have nobody who can score, but then Colanthony can came, came around. Um, it was Evan Mobley for me. If this question is posed before the season, it's Evan Mobley without a doubt for me, If this question is posed before the season. That being said, uh, Cleveland already has kind of a logjam if everybody's healthy at that power forward and center spot.
1: You have Jared Allen
0: so far, far, but then again, Lori Markin and Kevin Love are both out. So, so for right now, yeah, right with Evan Mobley, Alba too. But Kevin Love, they're going to play if he's healthy, even though they probably should get rid of him or buy him out or send him there. He doesn't want to. No, you're 100% right, but they're still going to play him if he's gonna, healthy.
1: Eh. Like, uh, he was Mart- playing for the last two weeks, and he was, you know, everyone was, was it's a good team. They're all, you know, gelling. Um, I don't know who is hurt on Toronto. I mean, you could kind of make a, a similar case
0: of, like, you know. Pascal Siakam's been out all season so far for exactly. Toronto. Exactly. Um, but that that's about it for them. Um, that is actually it for them. Look. Scotty Barnes, if you, I, I would have yelled at myself for making this pick preseason and said you're an idiot. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna go with Scotty Barnes for the rest wow. of this season. Wow, because I feel like he has a clearer path to more minutes if everybody's healthy than uh, than Evan Mobley does. Wow,
1: Scotty Barnes would have looked good in Orlando Magic blue. <laughs> Um, yeah,
0: well.
1: No, nah, I think the answer is Evan Mobley. Uh, Evan Mobley was a dude who I am kicking myself for not picking up when I was like, "Boy, he's on the waiver wire. I should just pick him up. And then I told someone else to pick him up, um, and I have regretted it ever since. I've traded for him in my other league. Evan Mobley doesn't look like a rookie. He looks like he's he's, he's been in the league for a few years. He knows what the hell he's doing, and he's only going to get more time and uh more opportunity uh he's gonna start to be the focal point of that team i just the scotty barn thing i don't know if that's like fool's gold i mean he's gonna be like an integral part of the raptors going forward but yeah the pascal siakam thing scares the sh- bejesus out of me i was about to curse um <laughs> even though i've cursed this podcast before no one said anything and we're not rated on itunes as being uh vulgar but I, it's evan mobley I just think like the rebounding and just like, like Scotty Barnes is not going well, to score is, that many points. This, the this is just year. like
0: the last one we had where it's Anthony Edwards and um, it was and Anthony Shea. Edwards and Shea. Yeah. Where if you're saying Evan Mobley, you know, we've had ones already today where I'm like, you pick that guy instead. But, but this is the same thing with those past two where you pick Evan Mobley and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I get it. I, I can't fault you for picking Evan Mobley. I wouldn't fault you if I picked Evan Mobley and you picked Scotty Barnes. Like it's just there's too much uh overall similarity in the way these players are are performing on a fantasy level. And I think they're sustainable. I just think that in this case, Scotty Barnes is a little more potentially sustainable than Evan Mobley is. And again, I can be proven wrong. Um I think you will be. But yeah, I think I think just these last two have been very very close, and any answer is the right answer to me, really. Wow,
1: I could do these would you rather's all day, but I have a, a a couple that I've already nixed, and I have a few more. So, do you want to do some rapid fire ones?
0: Rapid right, fire, let's go.
1: Uh, rest of the season, would you rather have Wendell Carter Jr. or Obama?
0: <laughs> They're right <laughs> the next to each is- other in, in, the-
1: in points <laughs> leagues.
0: They really the hell are- is wrong. The hell is wrong with you. Um, <sighs> God. The rest of this season, Mo Bamba. Oh, come
1: on! Winston the rest Carter! of the season.
0: The rest of the season, Mo Bamba. He's playing out of his mind. They've
1: the left magic, Mo Bamba for dead he, for a season. Here, here's,
0: here's what's gonna happen. Mo Bamba's playing out of his mind. Wendell Carter has his contract. Mo Bamba's gonna play out of his mind. The magic are gonna make the dumb decision come June. Give him a contract extension. He's gonna be stuck around there with, with Wendell Carter, and we're gonna be in a log jam of all these players on, on uh, Mo Bamba.
1: Would you rather for the rest of the season have Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, or R.J. Barrett all very close in, uh, on our list of uh, top performing points players, It's all it's, guards, and a lot of players who I have taken in my leagues this year?
0: For me, it's Halliburton. Um, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's the, uh, maybe Hero's actually a little cheaper. I think Halliburton's the cheapest of those three in a salary cap league. Um, but I also feel like he has the most path. No, none of them are performing at an elite level by any means. But I think out of those three, you asked me, who's the guy who has the path to perform at that level for the longest period of time over the season, the highest sustainability? It's it's Tyrese Halliburton, just because of the roster around him. Um, especially if your prediction is correct and Harrison Bard comes crashing back down to earth, then who's going to get some of that, Aaron Fox and Foxen, Brady
1: Heal, the people who everyone thought would be.
0: Uh, Tyrese Halliburton.
1: I think Tyrell Hero is sixth man of the year. I think he's outstanding, so I took him. I think RJ is going to continue to be super solid. I mean, I, two of those guys are on one roster, and, and Halliburton's on the other roster. So, obviously, I love them all. Uh, would you rather, for the rest of the season, have Josh Giddy or Darius Garland They make more or less the same amount, and they're two guards yeah. and bad, you know, up-and-coming teams. But right now, the rookie's outdoing Darius Garland. Everyone thought he was going to have a breakout season.
0: Yeah, my my, you know, I might have my gut here. It's Giddy. I'm going with Giddy.
1: Yeah, I think it might be Giddy, too.
0: I'm going with Giddy. How insane is that? I mean, again, this is the Scotty Barnes thing all over, where if you were telling me before the season, are you going to take Josh Giddy? Like, no, why would I pick Josh Giddy? Who's Josh Giddy?
1: Exactly. That's
0: basically how I'd be feeling.
1: Uh, rest of the season, would you rather have uh Chris Duarte or Tyrese Maxi? Two guys who are also very comparable in position and salary and uh the numbers they're putting up this year.
0: <sighs> I'm gonna lean, I'm gonna oh god, I'm gonna lean the slightest bit maxi, and here's why Benson really? is gonna get yeah, Ben Simmons is not going to play another game for the 76ers. No. Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey has that position unless they get unless something happens magically and they get a C.J. McCollum or something.
1: Unless they like, trade you know, Ben Simmons and get more players and the team chemistry changes, which is why I would pick Chris Duarte.
0: Fair, but Maxey so far has showed to me that he can play. I think Duarte's going to come down a little bit. I think Maxey has earned those minutes he's getting. Ben Simmons is going to be gone. You're right. There is the caveat where they get someone who comes in there and takes the minutes from Maxi, but, but Tyrese Maxi. Also, who's going to trade for Ben Simmons right now?
1: Someone stupid will do that. Maybe Sacramento. Um, I know I'm biting the hand that feeds me when I say that because the people who run hoop ball are Sacramento Kings fans, but I mean, they're not (laughs) the brightest organization in the league. Um, God, you remember that fucking documentary where like, all the, the the GM and the analyst, it was like, oh, take this guy. Oh, trade back. Do whatever. And then the owner comes in. And he was just like, but we need shooting. So take Nick Stauskis. And everyone's like, Stauskis? Stauskis? like,
0: Wait, what is this documentary? I've never heard of this.
1: It's on this, YouTube. I think it was a this, Grantland this, this, thing.
0: The thing is, if you had just described there's a team that talked like this, and you didn't use the name Nick Stauskis, I'd be like, Sacramento. That sounds yeah. like a Sacramento thing. Was Vladi involved?
1: Well, yeah. well, no, no, no. The owner is uh, Vivek Ranadive. He was the one who just came in and he just randomly said it. And everyone, like, who obviously had decided elsewhere based on, like, you know, like, scouting.
0: and, and, right, and but Vladi, Vladi was the... Was... The GM or the, I forget the exact role with the, the Kings there for a bit.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to watch the, the video. Cause and I'll share it with you. It, it's just sure, like it's one me. of those things where it's like the team does all this work and they come up with a, a reasonably smart answer. And the owner comes in and goes, take that guy. And then he ends up being a boss. And it's just like, well, of course you're not going anywhere because you're stupid Sacramento. Um, all right. Last, would you rather, would you rather have Mikhail Bridges or Desmond Dane the rest of the season?
0: Well, well, uh, well. I feel like this one is uh dealt is directed team. at me, and I'm gonna pick Mikhail Bridges. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Mikhail Bridges uh, because you want him to be traded to you for Desmond Bain, and it's not yes. gonna happen.
1: Uh, Running the show. Running the show. The show is over now. How dare <laughs> you not take my trade?
0: Well, you are doing listen. very
1: comparable in terms of like numbers. This no, no.
0: I, I don't I, I'm not saying cheaper? that's not the case three weeks in uh, I boo you sir no, that's fine you're allowed to
1: alright thank you country. for listening follow me on twitter at Jared Russo follow him who's wrong at Jared Ross King uh, follow Aaron Bruski and Dan Best and Hoopball and all that other fun stuff Matt Lawson uh, all of our friends at the Supermax show and we will see you next time when I'm sure I'll come up with another insane game to play and then not tell my co about it.
0: Yeah, that's how it works. See you next time. Go Braves! This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.